With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WATV Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ. To stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other. Hold up each other's arms and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army. So we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride! Our soon coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Hello, Bride. Are you a writer? Or do you have a story to tell and maybe you need a little help with your writing? Well, go to Treehouse Publishers today. We can help you achieve your dream. Dreams come true in our house. Do you have a book just waiting in your spirit to come out and share with the world? Well, Treehouse Publishers will help you to achieve your dream. Write that book today. Sell your book in London, in Africa, and many other countries. Let your tree bear much fruit with Treehouse today. Go to www.gotreehouse.org. Okay, Brad, I'm so excited about today because we get to delve into the temple. How is Solomon going to build the temple? Remember, I told you I believe that uh, this has a lot of symbolism in it, and we need to pay really close attention to how he builds this. Number one, remember, God asked him, you know, I'll give you anything you want. What do you want? And he said, I want wisdom. So, as we learned in the previous chapter, it says here in chapter 5 that Solomon, uh, God gave him wisdom and understanding exceeding much in largeness, largeness of heart, even as the sand that's on the seashore. It excelled all the wisdom of all the children of the east country and all the wisdom of Egypt. So, it's going to be so interesting to see what he does here. In chapter 6, that was in chapter 4. 
Okay, so, and then we learned about him bringing the great cedars and the great stones as the foundation. Alright, so let's get started. We're in 1 Kings chapter 6, King James Version. And then we have the Version app. That is the little man that talks to us. So let's go. 1 Kings 6. And it came to pass in the 480th year after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt. In the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month Ziph, which is the second month, that he began to build the house of the Lord. In the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, the length thereof was threescore cubits, and the breadth thereof twenty cubits, and the height thereof thirty cubits. And the porch before the temple of the house, twenty cubits was the length thereof. Well, it funny, the has the a house, porch. And ten cubits was the breadth thereof before the house. And for the house he made windows of narrow lights. And against the wall of the house he built chambers round about. Against the walls of the house round about. Both of the temple and of the oracle. And he made chambers round about. The hmm. nethermost chamber was five cubits broad. And the middle was six cubits broad. And the third was seven cubits broad. For without, in the wall of I'm the house, chamber he made like narrow rests round about. That the beams should not be fastened in the walls of the house. And the house, when wow. it was in building, was built of stone made ready before it was brought thither, so that there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was in building. What? The door for the middle chamber was in the right side of the house, and they went up with winding stairs into the middle chamber, and out of the middle into the third. Wow. So he built the house and finished it, and covered the house with beams and boards of cedar. And then he built chambers against all the house, five cubits high. And they rested on the house with timber of cedar. And the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house, which thou art in building, if thou wilt walk in my statutes, and execute my judgments, and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then will I perform my word with thee, which I spake unto David thy father. All right, pause, pause, pause. Whew, I can think of so many times that God has spoken that to uh, his people. He says, remember Moses when Moses was like grandpa sitting with the children of Israel and he's talking to them. And he's like, look, if you'll just obey the Lord, obey his commandments and you'll have it made. And that's what God is saying right here. Okay, so let's continue. We're in verse 13. And I will dwell among the children of Israel. And will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. And he built the walls of the house within with boards of cedar, both the floor of the house and the walls of the ceiling. And he covered them on the inside with wood. Wouldn't you love to see this house with planks of fur? And he built twenty cubits on the sides of the house, both the floor and the walls with boards of cedar. He even built them for it within, even for the oracle wow and the oracle he prepared in the house within to set there the ark of the covenant of the lord and the oracle in the forepart was 20 cubits in length and 20 cubits in breadth and 20 cubits in the height thereof and he overlaid it with pure gold wow and so covered the altar which was of cedar 
so Solomon overlaid the house within with pure gold. Wow. He made a partition by the chains of gold before the oracle, and he overlaid it with gold. Wow. And the whole house he overlaid with gold until he had finished all the house. Also, the whole altar that was by the oracle, he overlaid with gold. Wow, and isn't that amazing? He made two cherubims of olive tree, each ten cubits high. And five cubits was the one wing of the cherub. Alright, pause, pause, pause. Hold on a minute. He is making another ark. Because there already was one in the tabernacle, remember? This is going to be amazing. So he's making the cherubims of an olive tree. Ten cubics high. I bet that was huge. From the uttermost part of the one wing unto the uttermost part of the other were ten cubits, and the other cherub was ten cubits. Both the cherubims were of one measure and one size. Wow. The height of the one cherub was ten cubits, and so was it of the other cherub. And he set the cherubims within the inner house, and they stretched forth the wings of the cherubims, so that the wing of the one touched the one wall, and the wing of the other cherub touched the other wall. Wow. And their wings touched one another in the midst of the house. And he overlaid the cherubims with gold. Wow. The walls of the house round about with carved figures of cherubims and palm trees and open flowers within and without. Wow. And the door of the house he overlaid with gold within and without. And for the entering of the oracle, he made doors of olive tree. The lintel and side posts were a fifth part of the wall. The two doors also were of olive tree. And he carved upon them carvings of cherubims and palm trees and open flowers and overlaid them with gold and spread gold upon the cherubims and upon the palm trees. Wow. So also made he for the door of the temple posts of olive tree, a fourth part of the wall, and the two doors were of fir tree. The two leaves of the one door were folding and the two leaves of the other door were folding. Look how and intricate. Thereon, cherubims and palm trees and open flowers and covered them with gold upon the carved work and he built the inner court with three rows of hewn stone and a row of cedar beams in the fourth year was the foundation of the house of the lord laid in the month ziph and in the eleventh year in the month Bull, which is the eighth month was the house finished seven the years thereof. and according to all the fashion of it so was he seven years in building it Wow, wow, wow. You know, I just had a revelation of something, Brad. See how they have the palm trees and the cherubims, you know, throughout all the inner courts? What came to my spirit was Jesus. Because remember when Jesus, uh, he was the great lamb, right? Uh, he was the sacrifice. And look what happened right before they crucified him. He came through the city and they was waving the palm trees. And he is basically the walking Ark of the Covenant. You know, I just thought that was neat. Okay, let's move on to chapter seven. And Bright also look how intricate the details of this temple, amazing. Solomon was building his own house 13 years. 
and he finished all his house. Wow. He built also the house of I the bet his house was massive too. The length thereof was an hundred cubits. Wow. And the breadth thereof fifty cubits. And the height thereof thirty cubits. Upon four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams upon the pillars. And it was covered with cedar above, upon the beams, that lay on forty-five pillars, fifteen in a row. Wow. And there were windows in three rows, and light was against light in three ranks. And all the doors and posts were square with yeah. the windows, and light was against light in three ranks. And he made a porch of pillars, the length thereof was fifty cubits, and the breadth thereof thirty cubits, and the porch was before them, and the other pillars and the thick beam were before them. I want to pause here, man. Brian, can you imagine this is the wisest man on the planet uh, building a house? Can you imagine really how wise it was? I mean, it says like even the doors were square. Uh, you can just imagine looking at it and the intricate details that he did just because of his wisdom. Then he made a porch for the throne where he might judge, even the porch of judgment. Wow. And it was covered with cedar from one side of the floor to the other. Wow. And his house where he dwelt had another court within the porch which was of the like work. Solomon made also an house for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken to wife, wow. like unto this porch. All these were of costly stones, according to the measures of hewed stones, sawed with saws within and without, wow. even from the foundation unto the coping, and so on the outside toward the great court. And the foundation was of costly stones, even great stones, stones of ten cubits, and stones of eight cubits. And above were costly. Okay, pause, pause, pause. I just thought of the White House. Think about it like this. The White House is kind of like the temple. Because they sleep in it. They had houses the president. Like that house is the king. And then you have the courts, the judge. You know, where he has his oval office. That's kind of like what that is. Uh, it's amazing. It's kind of the same concept here. You have the porch on the front, uh, where you have a lot of justice out front. I've been out there, uh, where people do their protests and all that, which I was out there praying. Okay, let's go here. The stones after the measures of huge stones and cedars, and the great court round about was with three rows of huge stones and a row of cedar beams, both for the inner court of the house of the Lord and for the porch of the house. And King Solomon sent and fetched Hiram out of Tyre. He was a widow's son of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a worker in brass, and he was filled with wisdom and understanding and cunning to work all works in brass. Oh. And he came to King Solomon and wrought all his work. For he cast two pillars of brass of eighteen cubits high apiece, and a line of twelve cubits did compass either of them about. And he made two chapters of molten brass to set upon the tops of the pillars. The height of the one chapter was five cubits, and the height of the other chapter was five cubits. And nets of checkerwork, and wreaths of chain work, for the chapters wow. which were upon the top of the pillars, seven for the one chapter and seven for the other chapter and he made the pillars and two rows round about upon the one network to cover the chapters that were upon the top with pomegranates and so did he for the other chapter 
and the chapiters that were upon the top of the pillars were of lily work in the porch four cubits and the chapiters upon the two pillars had pomegranates also above over against the belly which was by the network and the pomegranates were two hundred in rows round about upon the other chapiter and he set up the pillars in the porch of the temple and he set up the right pillar and called the name thereof Chachin and he set up the left pillar and called the name thereof Boaz wow. and upon the top of the pillars was lily work it's funny so was the work of the pillars me. finished and he made a molten sea ten cubits from the one brim to the other it was round all about and his height was five cubits and a line of thirty cubits did compass it round about and under the brim of it round about there were knobs compassing it ten in a cubit compassing the sea round about the knobs were cast in two rows when it was cast it stood upon twelve oxen three looking toward the north and three looking toward wow. the west and three looking toward the south and three looking toward the east and the sea was set above upon them and all their hinder parts were inward and it was a hand breadth thick and the brim thereof was wrought like the brim of a cup with flowers of lilies it contained a two thousand baths what wow four cubits were the length of one base and four cubits the breadth thereof and three cubits the height of it and the work of the bases was on this manner they had borders and the borders were between the ledges and on the borders that were between the ledges were lions oxen and chariots wow on the ledges there was a base above and beneath the lions and oxen were certain additions made of thin work and every base had four brazen wheels and plates of brass and the four corners thereof had undersetters under the laver were undersetters molten at the side of every addition and the mouth of it within the chapiter and above was a cubit but the mouth thereof was round after the work of the base a cubit and a half and also upon the mouth of it were gravings with their borders four square not round and under the borders were four wheels and the axle trees of the wheels were joined to the base and the height of the wheel was a cubit and a half a cubit and the work of the wheels was like the work of a Can you imagine what this looked like? The axle trees and their naves and their fellows and their spokes were all molten and there were four undersetters to the four corners of one base and the undersetters were of the very base I wonder if anybody's ever tried to mock this since then was there a round compass of half a cubit high and on the top of the base the ledges thereof and the borders thereof were of the same for on the plates of the ledges thereof and on the borders thereof he graved the cherubims lions and palm trees according to the proportion of every one and additions round about after this manner he made the ten bases all of them had one casting one measure and one size then made he ten labors of brass one labor contained 40 baths and every labor was four cubits and upon every one of the ten bases one labor and he put five bases on the right side of the house and five on the left side of the house and he set the sea on the right side of the house eastward over against the south and Hiram made the labors and the shovels and the basins so Hiram made an end of doing all the work that he made king Solomon for the house of the lord Aww. the two pillars and the two bowls of the chapiters that were on the top of the two pillars and the two networks to cover the two bowls and the chapiters which were upon the top of the pillars and 400 pomegranates for the two wow. networks even two rows 
bowls of pomegranates for one network, to cover the two bowls of the chapters that were upon the pillars, and the ten bases and ten labors on the bases, and one sea and twelve oxen under the sea, and the pots and the shovels and the basins and all these vessels which Hiram made to King Solomon for the wow, house of the Lord. Wow, even made him the brass. dishes. What the, the world? did the king cast them in the clay ground between Sukkoth and Zarthan. And Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because they were exceeding many. Neither was the weight of the brass found out. Wow. And Solomon made all the vessels that pertain unto the house of the Lord. The altar of gold and the table of gold whereupon the showbread was. And the candlesticks of pure gold, five on the right side and five on the left, before the oracle, with the flowers and the lamps and the tongs of gold, and the bowls and the snuffers and the basins and the spoons and the censers of pure gold, and the hinges of gold, both for the doors of the inner house, wow. the most holy place, and for the doors of the house to wit of the temple. So was ended all the work that King Solomon made for the house of the Lord. Oh, it's all Solomon finished. Solomon brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, even the silver and the gold and the vessels that he put among the treasures of the house of the Lord. Oh, bride. Listen, seven years, which is, you know, seven's the perfect number. Seven years he made this temple. And now he gets to go in and establish it and bring in his father's things. Whew, what a great moment of time for him. All right, let's keep going. This is great stuff, great. Oh no, we get to see the dedication of the temple. This is gonna be awesome. I just wish I could see it. All right, pause, pause, pause. I am going to pause here. I am going to see on YouTube if anybody, let me look this up real quick. Let's see. King Solomon Temple. I ain't the only one that's looked wanted to look it up. Let's see if anybody Let's see if this is a good example. Look at that, how beautiful. Three sections, outer court, holy place, holy place. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Holy of Holies in the bag, the holy place, candlestick, outer court. Entering the gate, the outer court, which I know we're seeing, that's what seeing, guys, right now. Oh, Jesus, I am the gate. Oh, can you imagine the praise? Bones, bones, and water. 
for the blood sacrifice, okay? Reliable for warranty. I think this temple has a lot to do with the spiritually. Entering the inner court. Inside the holy place, ten and moving. Table is so good. Bread is crazy. Isn't that beautiful? Look at the art, bro. The manure and the lamp sound. And the lyrics sound. Oh, the seven spirits of God. Seven churches, yeah. Altar being changed. This is me, isn't it? So the sanctified prayers, Jesus is our intercessor, yes. The third section, the Holy of Holies. Only the high priest. The day of the remember, that's the Levites. And Jesus is the high priest now. The veil to give them privacy. Yeah, remember we had the children and palm trees on it. Jesus reached the veil, we have access. The ark of the covenant. 
inside the Holy Let's get back in it. We know it's very elaborate. Let's go. We're on chapter 8. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of I Israel, bet it was a party. unto King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast in the month Ethanim, which is the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the priests took up the ark, and they brought up the ark of the Lord, and the tabernacle of the congregation, and all the holy vessels that were wow. in the tabernacle, even those did the priest and the Levites bring up. And King Solomon, and all the congregation of Israel, that were assembled under him, I bet they were with him all. before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen, that could not be told nor numbered for multitude. Wow. And the priests brought in the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord unto his place, into the oracle of the house, to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. Wow. For the cherubims spread forth their two wings over <gasps> the place of the Ark, and the cherubims covered the Ark and the staves thereof above. Wow. And they drew out the staves, that the ends of the staves were seen out in the holy place before the oracle. And they were not seen without. And there they are unto this day. So they came to life. There was nothing in the ark save the two tables of stone, which Moses put there at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel Aww. when they came out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. Wow. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Oh, that's so amazing. Then spake Solomon. The Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. I have surely built thee an house to dwell in, a settled place for thee to abide in forever. And the king turned his face about and blessed all the congregation of Israel. And all the congregation of Israel stood all right, I'm going to pause there for a minute because we know now 
and we can use this as an example as well but we are the tabernacle we are the temple and this is why so much of this uh, we can correlate to our spiritual walk and so yes Lord fill our temple with the glory and he said blessed be the Lord God of Israel which spake with his mouth unto David my father and hath with his hand fulfilled it saying since the day that I brought forth my people Israel out of Egypt I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build an house that my name might be therein but I chose David to be over my people Israel and it was in the heart of David my father to build and remember too David was a nobody and so was Saul build an house for the name of the Lord God of Israel and the Lord said unto David my father whereas it was in thine heart to build an house unto my name Thou didst well that it was in thine heart. Nevertheless, thou shalt not build the house, but thy son that shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house unto my name. And the Lord hath performed his word that he spake, and I am risen up in the room of David my father, and sit on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, Aww. and have built an house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. Wow. And I have set there a place for the ark, wherein is the covenant of the Lord, which he made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel, and spread forth his hands toward heaven, and he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepest covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart, who hast kept with thy servant David my father, that thou promised him, thou spakest also with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. Therefore now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David my father, that thou promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, so that thy children take heed to their way, that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. And now, O God of Israel, let thy word, I pray thee, be verified, which thou spakest unto thy servant David my father. So he's reminding God. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this yes, house is Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant, and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry, and to the prayer, which thy servant prayeth before thee today, that thine eyes may be open toward this house night and day, Aww. even toward the place of which thou hast said, My name shall be there, that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make toward this place, and hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant, and of thy people Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. So all they have to do is aim towards it. Neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him to cause him to swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this house. Then hear thou in heaven, and do and judge thy servants, condemning the wicked, to bring his way upon his head, and justifying the righteous, to give him according to his righteousness. When thy people Israel be smitten down before the enemy, 
because they have sinned against thee, and shall turn again to thee, and confess thy name, and pray, and make supplication unto thee in this house. Then hear thou in heaven, Aww. and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, Aww. and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest unto their fathers. When heaven is shut up, and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee, if they pray toward this place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sin, when thou afflictest them, then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy servants, and of thy people Israel. Okay, let me pause that. I just had an epiphany. Y'all know how this happens to me in these Bible studies. You know how it says, if they will turn towards... Um, Let's see here. When thy people be smitten down because and shall turn again to thee and confess thy name and pray. And bring them into the land when heaven is shut up. And they pray towards this place. Remember I told you about Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah and how that was his first sin. Is that he pitched his tent toward Sodom. That's what he's saying here. If they put their attention this way and they look toward this uh temple then let you hear their prayers which means you have their attention now god they have given their full attention to you this is good stuff bride good stuff but thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk and give rain upon thy land which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance if there be in the land famine if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locust, or if there be caterpillar, if their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication shall be made by any man, or by all thy people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hands toward this house. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways whose heart thou knowest for thou even thou only knowest the hearts of all the children of men that they may fear thee all the days that they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers moreover concerning a stranger that is not of thy people israel but cometh out of a far country for thy name's sake for they shall hear of thy great name and of thy strong hand and of thy stretched out arm, when he shall come and pray toward this house, hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place. Wow. And do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name, to fear thee, as do thy people Israel, and that they may know that this house which I have builded is called by thy name. Oh. If thy people go out to battle against their enemy, whithersoever thou shalt send them, and shall pray unto the Lord toward the city which thou hast chosen, and toward the house that I have built for thy name. Then hear thou in heaven their prayer, and their supplication, and maintain their cause. If they sin against thee, for there is no man that sinneth not, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them to the enemy, so that they carry them away captives unto the land of the enemy, far or near. Yet, if they shall bethink themselves in the land whither they were carried captives, and repent, and make supplication unto thee in the land of them that carried them captives, saying, We have sinned, and have done perversely. 
we have committed wickedness. And so return unto thee with all their heart. Oh, he's doing intercession right here. Their enemies, which led them what away a dedication. And pray unto thee toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, the city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou their prayer and their supplication in heaven, thy dwelling place, and maintain their cause. Wow. And forgive thy people that have sinned against thee, and all their transgressions wherein they have transgressed against thee, and give them compassion before them who carry them captive, that they may have compassion on them. For they be thy people, and thine inheritance, which thou broughtest forth out of Egypt, from the midst of the furnace of iron, that thine eyes may be open unto the supplication of thy servant, and unto the supplication of thy people Israel, to hearken unto them in all that they call for unto thee. For thou didst separate them from among all the people of the earth to be thine inheritance, as thou spakest by the hand of Moses thy servant, when thou broughtest our fathers out of Egypt, O Lord God. And it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying all this prayer Aww. and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees. Wow, he said all heaven, that on his knees. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, Aww. according to all that he promised. There had not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses his servant. The Lord our God be with us, as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us, nor forsake us, that he may incline our hearts unto him to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And let these, my words, wherewith I have made supplication before the Lord, be nigh unto the Lord our God day and night, Aww. that he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel at all times, as the matter shall require. That all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God, and that there is none else. Let your heart therefore be perfect with the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes, and to keep his commandments as at this day. And the king and all Israel with him offered sacrifice before the Lord. And Solomon offered a sacrifice of peace offering, which he offered unto the Lord, two and twenty thousand oxen, Wow. Twenty thousand sheep. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. Oh. The same day did the king hallow the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. For there he offered burnt offerings and meat offerings, and the fat of the peace offerings. Because the brazen altar that was before the Lord was too little to receive the burnt offerings and meat wow, offerings. Wow, that is funny. And the fat of the peace offerings. There were so many. At that time, Solomon held a feast, and all Israel with him, a great congregation from the entering in of Hamath unto the river of Egypt, before the Lord our God seven days, and seven days even fourteen days. On the eighth day he sent the people away, and they blessed the king and went unto their tents, joyful and glad of heart, for all the goodness that the Lord had done for David his servant, and for Israel, his people. Aww. Okay, chapter 9.
So they had dedicated the temple. And it came to pass when Solomon had finished the building of the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all Solomon's desire which he was pleased to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built Aww. to put my name there forever. And mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. Oh, isn't that sweet? And if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee and wilt keep my statutes and my judgments. Then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever, as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. But if ye shall at all turn from following me, ye or your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them, and this house which I have hallowed for my name will I cast out of my sight. And Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all people. Uh. And at this house which is high, everyone that passeth by it shall be astonished, and shall hiss, and they shall say, Why hath the Lord done thus unto this land, and to this house? Wow. And they shall answer, Because they forsook the Lord their God who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt and had taken hold upon other gods and had worshipped them and served them. Therefore hath the Lord brought upon them all this evil. And it came to pass at the end of twenty years when Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house. Now Hiram the king of Tyre had furnished Solomon with cedar trees and fir trees and with gold according to all his desire. That then King Solomon gave Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. And Hiram came out from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him. And they pleased him not. Uh -oh. And he said, What cities are these which thou hast given me, my brother? And he called them the land of Kabul unto this day. And Hiram sent to the king six score talents of gold. And this is the reason of the levy which King Solomon raised, for to build the house of the Lord in his own house, and below, and the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, and Megiddo, and Gezer. For Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had gone up and taken Gezer, burnt it with fire, and slain the Canaanites that dwelt in the city, and given it for a present unto his daughter Solomon's wife. And Solomon built Gezer, and Beth Horon, the nether, and Balath, and Tadmor, in the wilderness, in the land and all the cities of store that Solomon had, and cities for his chariots, and cities for his horsemen, wow. and that which Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, and in Lebanon, and in all the land of his dominion. And all the people that were left of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, which were not of the children of Israel, their children that were left after them in the land, whom the children of Israel also were not able utterly to destroy. Upon those did Solomon levy a tribute of bond service unto this day. But of the children of Israel did Solomon make no bondmen, but they were men of war, and his servants, and his princes, and his captains, and rulers of his chariots, and his horsemen. These were the chief of the officers that were over Solomon's work, 550, which bear rule over the people that wrought in the work. But Pharaoh's daughter came up out of the city of David unto her house, 
which Solomon had built for her. Then did he build Milo. And three times in a year did Solomon offer burnt offerings and peace offerings upon the altar which he built unto the Lord. And he burnt incense upon the altar that was before the Lord. So he finished the house. And King Solomon made a navy of ships in Ezion Geber, which is beside Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea, in the land of Edom. And Hiram sent in the navy his servants, shipmen that had knowledge of the sea, with the servants of Solomon. And they came to Ophir, and fetched from thence gold, 420 talents, and brought it to King Solomon. Oh, Lord. All right, chapter 10. First Kings 10. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train with camels that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had he was very wise. wisdom and the house that he had built, and the meat of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, and their apparel, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, it was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. So she had fear. Albeit, I believed not the word until I came. And mine eyes had seen it, and behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceeded the fame which I heard. Wow. Happy are thy men. Happy are these thy servants which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God which delighteth in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel because the Lord loved Israel forever. Aww. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and justice. And she gave the king an hundred and twenty talents of gold and wow. of spices, very great store and precious stones. There came no more such abundance of spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. And the navy also of Hiram that brought gold from Ophir, brought in from Ophir great plenty of almug trees and precious stones. And the king made of the almug trees pillars for the house of the Lord, and for the king's house, harps also, and psalteries for singers. There came no such almug trees, nor were seen unto this day. What? And King Solomon gave wow. all her desire, whatsoever she asked beside that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 603 score and wow. six talents of gold. Beside that he had of the merchantmen and of the traffic of the spice merchants and of all the kings of Arabia and of the governors of the country. And King Solomon made 200 targets of beaten gold 600 shekels of gold went into one target. And he made 300 shields of beaten gold. Three pound of gold went to one shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Wow. Over, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with the best gold. The throne had six steps. 
and the top of the throne was round behind, and there were stays on either side on the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside the stays, and twelve lions stood there on the one side, and on the other upon the six steps. There was not the like made in any kingdom, and all King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold, none were of silver. It was nothing accounted of in the days of Solomon. For the king had at sea a navy of Tharshish, with the navy of Hiram. Once in three years came the navy of Tharshish, bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. So oh, King Solomon God. exceeded all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. Wow! And all the earth sought to Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. And they brought every man his present, vessels of silver, and vessels of gold, and garments, and armor, and spices, horses, and mules, arrayed year by year. And Solomon gathered together chariots and horsemen, and he had a thousand and four hundred chariots, and twelve thousand horsemen, whom he bestowed in the cities for chariots, and with the king at Jerusalem. And the king made silver to be in Jerusalem as stones, and cedars made he to be as the sycamore trees that are in the vale for abundance. And Solomon had horses brought out of Egypt, and linen yarn. The king's merchants received the linen yarn at a price. Wow. And a chariot came up and went out of Egypt for six hundred shekels of silver, and an horse for an hundred and fifty. And so for all the kings of the Hittites, and for the kings of Syria, did they bring them out by their means. Wow. So he became very, very rich. And really, Brad, when you think about it, I'm going to pause it for a moment. He kept God in his proper place in his life. He built the temple and built his house to his heart's desire. All right, let's keep going. This is the last chapter of this one. First Kings 11. But King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the oh, daughter Lord. of Pharaoh. Women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites. Of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall not go in to them, neither shall they come in unto you. Right, I remember that. For surely that they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon, clave unto these in love. Oh, no. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. Wow. And his wives turned away his heart. Oh, it so came sad. to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcoma, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. Oh, so and went sad. not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Oh. Then did Solomon build an high place for Chemosh, oh. the abomination of Moab, oh, in the hill man. that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. Molech? Oh and my god! did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. Oh my god! And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel which had appeared unto him twice. Wow. And had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods. But he kept not that which the Lord commanded. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, 
for as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee, oh. and will give it to thy servants. Oh, man, let me pause oh. here. Now, Bribe, what's happening is, he is reaping from David's sin. It's women, lust, perversion, the same as his father. See, that's what happens. I call it the parent gate. That's what happens when we open up the door to the enemy. Uh, we allow that enemy to come in and to attack our children with the same type of sins. Oh, that is so sad. We need to repent and renounce is how we get rid of it. Notwithstanding in thy days, I will not do it for David thy father's sake, but I will rend it out of the hand of thy son. Oh. Now be it. I will not rend away all the kingdom, but will give one tribe to thy son, for David my servant's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen. And the Lord stood up an adversary unto Solomon, oh. Hadad the Edomite. He was of the king's seed in Edom. For it came to pass, when David was in Edom, and Joab, the captain of the host, was gone up to bury the slain after he had spitten every male in Edom. For six months did Joab remain there with all Israel, until he had cut off every male in Edom. That Hadad fled, he and certain Edomites of his father's servants with him, to go into Egypt, Hadad being yet a little child. And they rose out of Midian and came to Paran, and they took men with them out of Paran, and they came to Egypt, unto Pharaoh king of Egypt, which gave him a house, and appointed him victuals and gave him land. And Adad found a great favor in the sight of Pharaoh, so he gave him to wife the sister of his own wife, the sister of Tapanis the queen. Oh, Lord. And the sister of Tapanis bare him Genubath, his son, whom Tapanis weaned in Pharaoh's house. And Genubath was in Pharaoh's household among the sons of Pharaoh. And when Hadad heard in Egypt that David slept with his fathers, and that Joab, the captain of the host, was dead, Hadad said to Pharaoh, Let me depart, that I may go to my own country. And Pharaoh said unto him, But what hast thou lacked with me, that, behold, thou seekest to go to thine own country? And he answered, Nothing. Albeit, let me go in any wise. And God stirred him up another adversary, Resen, the son of Iliadah, which fled from his lord Haradezer, king of Zobah. And he gathered men unto him, and became captain over a band, when David slew them of Zobah. And they went to Damascus, and dwelt therein, and reigned in Damascus. And he was an adversary to Israel all the days of Solomon, beside the mischief that Hadad did. And he abhorred Israel, and reigned over Syria. Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephrathite of Zerida, Solomon's servant, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow woman. Even he lifted up his hand against the king. And this was the cause that he lifted up his hand against the king. Solomon built Melo and repaired the breaches of the city of David his father. And the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. And Solomon, seeing the young man, that he was industrious, he made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. And it came to pass at that time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, that the prophet Ahijah, the Shilonite, found him in the way, and he had clad himself with a new garment, 
and they too were alone in the field. And Ahijah caught the new garment that was on him and rent it in twelve pieces. What? And he said to Jeroboam, Take thee ten pieces, for thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give ten tribes to thee. Wait. But he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake and for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, because that they have forsaken me and have worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways to do that which is right in mine eyes, and to keep my statutes and my judgments, as did David his father. Albeit, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life, for David my servant's sake, whom I chose, because he kept my commandments and my statutes. Hmm. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand, and will give it unto thee, even ten tribes. And unto his son will I give one tribe, that David my servant may have a light always before me in Jerusalem, Aww. the city which I have chosen me, to put my name there. And I will take thee, and thou shalt reign according to all that thy soul desireth, and hmm. shalt be king over Israel. And it shall be, if thou wilt hearken unto all that I command thee, and wilt walk in my ways, and do that is right in my He's sight, saying that again, and keep see? my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, that I will be with thee, and build thee a sure house, as I built for David, and will give Israel unto thee. And I will for this afflict the seed of David, but not forever. Solomon sought therefore to kill Jeroboam. And Jeroboam arose and fled into Egypt unto Shishak, king of Egypt, and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. Oh. And the rest of the acts of Solomon, and all that he did, and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the acts of Solomon? And the time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was forty years. Wow, same as his dad. And Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his stead. Aww. All right, bride. Well, I will see you tomorrow. We are finished with Solomon and the temple. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.